This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought and the more diversity of background of the people working at tech companies, the better. So you have the data scientists, many of them might come from a very technical background. And then you've got the business side. And these are two separate worlds. And they have a very difficult time communicating and understanding what their priorities are. The blockchain idea was around 91. So about the time that the Terminator 2 movie was coming out, the same idea of in a digital world, we need verifiable documents. Everything's downloaded. Let's boot up the system. Welcome to Market Scale Software. I'm your host, Sean Heath. You know, one of the biggest challenges that most people in the workforce in the United States have is paying for their insurance or who pays for their insurance. It's uh, probably one of the most complex concepts, I think, in American life today. And today I have a pleasure of talking to somebody who understands it. So this is going to be great. Today, I have a pleasure of having a conversation with Dino Carbone. He's the Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Smart Pace Solutions. Dino, how are you today? Doing great, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing great now. I hope I didn't put, uh, I, I don't want to feel like I put a lot of pressure on you, but the pre- there's a little bit of pressure on you because you may have to dumb this down a little bit for me to really grasp it. Um, insurance is, I got to say, as a father of teenage kids, insurance is one of the scariest things in the world for me. Yeah, it should be. So talk to me about how you are taking technology to make that a little less scary for everybody. Yeah. Well, like you were saying earlier on, Sean, that paying for insurance is one of the is one of the most uh, challenging things that everybody has to face. It's something you pay for, but you hope you never use. Isn't that I think that's a weird concept in and of itself. Right. It is. You're you're paying for something and you hope you never use it. So it's really interesting. I've been in, in the insurance world for I always say 30 plus years because anybody that's been in longer than that doesn't want to say longer than 30 years. But, um, you, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting phenomenon that um, how you pay for something um, is, is definitely changing today with all the technology that's out there. And insurance is one of the last bastions, if you will, of, of adapting to what's going on in, in the technology world. And in fact, the concept of insure tech is something that's relatively new, but it's it's one of the most uh, discussed topics in the insurance world because we're finally getting around to using technology to do some good things. And and as as you mentioned, paying for insurance is one of them. So um, it's an area that I'm involved in and, and very excited about it. All right. So I have this question that it may be just me. I don't know. But the thing about insurance and technology coming into this space it's a it's a dual sided coin as most coins are dual sided. I don't know why I put it that way because you want to be able to talk to a human when you have a question, but I don't necessarily always trust humans to not make mistakes with something in my insurance. So technology sure. helps sort of have a fail safe there. That's a really weird uh, a dichotomy going on there. Yeah, like I said, it's 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 difficult for people that buy insurance to understand, it. and quite frankly, it's been it's been a challenge for the insurance industry itself in order to make that make that switch and make that flip. To uh, how do we bring a concept of technology into a space like insurance that's been around for as long as it has, um, and it's really all about uh, people and relationships, and that's how it all the industry started. So to try now to bring technology into that space has been a challenge, but um, 
finally figuring some things out. And uh, there's some there's some great use of technology that's going on finally in the insurance world. Now, you mentioned that you've been doing this for, you know, a little more than a minute. And uh, you actually started out in commercial insurance. Is there a major difference in the way that those uh, two verticals handle insurance or the way they look at it? Yeah. So, you know, there's different, obviously different verticals in personal insurance, which most people obviously are very aware of because they they pretty much have to buy it. It's the way, the way of the world that you have to insure your your vehicles. You have to, if you're a driver of a car, you're you're pretty much, uh, there's no way of getting around it. Uh, most people insure, obviously, their homes, um, their lives. So that, that personal space, that personal vertical um, is a little different than the business world where there's just so many other aspects of a business that need to have uh, insurance protection behind it. Um, and the one that I focus in on in particular, workers' comp insurance, it's interesting. It's a federally mandated coverage. So the it's federally mandated that a business has workers' comp insurance to protect their employees in the case of injury, but it's regulated state by state. So it's really fragmented. And the way workers' comp insurance is built, we're talking about how insurance is built, has really been archaic um, in the past. And insure tech is really kind of changing that. And, and that's that's something that we're, at, we're in the forefront of. So uh, pretty interesting change that's going on in the way specifically workers' comp insurance is billed. And this space is undergoing a pretty dramatic shift right now. There's a there's a, a tendency or a move towards a more collaborative approach. Um, there's an interesting story that I know that, that you have experience in, and that is how companies are trying to maybe... Um, they're trying to coordinate how their workers' comp insurance is handled. I don't know. Some companies do it through their payroll company, I guess, as well. That's a really weird um, labyrinth yeah. that you have to deal with on yeah. a daily basis to help come up with the best solution right. for each individual case. Yeah, and it's something that's, again, relatively new, and technology is helping that. So not to bore you with details, but the basics are for workers' comp is that there's a rate uh, that's charged per $100 of payroll. That rate varies by what the individual does for work, whether they're clerical, sales, they drive a truck, um, they work in a nursing home. Each one of those quote-unquote job classifications has a rate in and of itself. That varies by state. That varies by insurance company. Um, so you can imagine how fragmented that is. But, but here, picture this. So you're a business owner, and you have to sit down with your agent or your insurance company every year, and you have to guess what your payrolls are going to be, not only total for your business, but what are they going to be for each of those job classifications, clerical, sales, like I said, truck driver. And so then you pay the insurance company based on what those guesstimates are. So you pay on a fixed installment. Um, and then at the end of the year, the insurance company comes back and they do an audit. And that, that word is, <laughs> is treated by businesses just as badly as for taxes as it is for workers' comp insurance because let's say you had a great year and so all of a sudden your payrolls were up 30% from when you originally sat down with your agent or insurance company to guess what those payrolls were going to be. You're hit with a 30% increase as a bill. Chances are the insurance company says, I need to have that payment in a very short period of time, 30, 45 days. And we're also going to increase your renewal because now your payrolls were higher. And so now obviously the basis of your premium should be higher. So that's the way it works in the traditional sense. But with pay as you go, 
which is the technology concept that we're involved in, here's how it works. The payroll companies actually classify with their client what class code is right for each one of their employees. So as that payroll is accepted every pay period, you can immediately calculate with the software that we're involved in, you can immediately calculate the premium every pay period. So it's really pay as you go. If your payrolls are up, your premiums are up. If your payrolls are down, your premiums are down. And essentially it's tracking that real time during the course of the year rather than waiting till the year end audit. So that's a case where technology with payroll companies, insurance agents, insurance carriers are really bringing a different way for businesses to pay for their workers' comp insurance. Now, in the insurance industry, you are considered somewhat of a rebel because the insurance industry is not historically known for being incredibly innovative. Uh, it's not really a cutting edge uh, field. And InsureTech is really changing that. And one of the first things that I bet you have to deal with is the education aspect. That has to be first and foremost in getting anybody to understand or adopt any of these new approaches. Yeah, totally right. So educate, it's it's something that's brand new, something that that people aren't used to, Uh, whether it's an insurance company, insurance agents, you know, they're just not used to it. But in, in the vertical that we're talking about, payroll companies, you know, have a very, very integral part of the workers' comp insurance world. And guess what? They're light years ahead in terms of technology. They understand it. And guess who else understands it? Their clients, right? So business owners understand it. And that's who's really driving this train. You know, the payroll companies, they're now really actually human capital management companies. In conjunction with the clients they have, the business owners, they're saying, you know what? I love paying for my workers' comp this way. It's like a hidden income tax anyway. It's based on my payroll. Why can't I pay it based on the way my payrolls are run? And so now you've got businesses and payroll companies that are driving the train with, with again, the pay-as-you-go concept of billing for workers' comp. And the insurance agents and the insurance carriers are catching up to it because there's a demand for it from the ultimate client, and that's the business owner. So it's kind of an interesting phenomenon that's going on. Who's really driving this train? Well, it's business. They're, they're driving it because this is what they want, and the carriers and the agents have to step up to that demand. How many times in a given day do you use the comparison phrase, nice to have versus need to have? <laughs> yeah, because uh, insurance companies have always said, you know what, that's a nice billing option to have. You know, um, And guess what? Now they're realizing it's not so much a nice to have anymore. It's a need to have because their competitors have it. And uh, as more and more of the insurance companies are adopting this billing option, businesses love it. A lot of times an insurance carrier says, you know what, if I don't have that billing option, believe it or not, the, the world, just like every other business world, is so competitive that sometimes it's that little component of how you bill your clients that could be the difference in whether or not you get that deal. And, and, and billing is interesting for insurance, Sean, because here again, your best client as an insurance agent and as an insurance carrier, your absolute best clients are what? The ones that don't have claims. So if they don't have claims, what is the way that those insurance companies and agents can touch those best clients? It's all in the billing. It's how they bill for their services. Because as I said before, it's kind of interesting. Businesses pay for something they hope they never use. Well, if they never use it, the only way 
that that insurance company touches them unless they send them a calendar every year, right? The only way they're going to touch those really, really good customers is how they bill them. And so if the billing to a, to a business owner for a product they don't want to buy is not really handled efficiently and effectively and in a good, good fashion, then there's a chance that they may end up losing a client for something as simple as not doing accurate billing and, and handling an audit at the end of the year and, and making it painful for their, for their best client. It's kind of an interesting, interesting phenomenon. It's a little ironic that as an insurance company, your favorite client is the one you never talk to or the one yeah. you don't have to talk to. But you don't have to talk to, right? You know, an insurance company touts their best services are their claims handling. And I and, and totally get it, right? When something goes wrong, that business wants to make sure the carrier that they're with is solid financially and knows how to handle claims. But guess what? What if your client, you're insured, never has a claim? Aren't they their best clients? You're getting all this premium and you're not having to pay any claims. And so now the phenomenon again with technology is such that let's make sure that the way we bill our best clients is the most efficient, you know, efficient way of doing it. And so that's, that's kind of what's going on, not only in my space, but in, in insurance in general. Okay, now off topic, but yep. sort of peripheral to this topic, wouldn't it make sense as an insurance company that you would really want to be present in the daily health of your customers, employees? I mean, it seems to me that an insurance company's best approach would be to help keep their clients as healthy and safe as possible. Is that weird or is that a conflict of interest? No, totally accurate. It's, it's totally accurate because statistics will tell you, and of course, insurance is driven by actuaries, right? As much prevention as you do, as much loss control as you do in a business world, um, as much as we try and tout, you know, on the health insurance side of things is prevention is, is the best way to go about it. Unfortunately, things go wrong, right? So it's in the best interest of an insurance company to help their clients avoid risk, avoid injury. Um, but the reality is that sometimes it does happen. Um, so y you're absolutely right. It's, again, it is an interesting, interesting way of looking at it, but uh, that's what the insurance world deals with. And you mentioned nice to have versus need to have. Having those sort of uh, relationships with your with your customers and maybe helping them push, I don't know, for building safety, push um, a, a quarterly fire alarm check or smoke detector, you know, whatever, that would... That probably in the past, I think, would have been considered a value add. And now you mentioned keeping an eye on your competitors. You really can't have competitors that are out of sight, out of mind. You really have to keep an eye on what everybody's doing. Yeah, and there, there's no question about it. And a lot of times in the insurance world, it, it's, uh, you know, following the leaders, you know, who, who is stepping up and, and doing things the right way. Um, is there innovation that's going on? And, and again, the insurance world was one of the last ones to be very innovative and, and creative. And, and in defense, it's, it's kind of like the banks were, you know, the, the banks of the old days were these big, huge buildings with pillars, you know, out in front because they wanted to portray, portray that image of being solid, rock solid. Uh, they're always going to be there. They're financially stable. And that was the insurance world. Those are really hidden banks. The insurance world is, is really, uh, it's all about hidden banks and they, they were collecting a lot of money and, and, and doing what needed to be done to make sure they were there to protect the business in case something went wrong. Um, so, but it's changing. And as it innovates and changes, then 
you know, others kind of look around and see what's going on and they have to, they have to keep up with that. Well, you know, in, in talking about banks for just a second, I'm reminded of uh, sort of an American bank robber by the name of Willie Sutton. And he was sort of known for maybe having said when asked why he robbed banks, uh, his answer was supposedly because that's where the money is. And it's that simple classification of here's the solution to a problem. That's where I go to find the solution. And your insurance companies should be looking at technology as a solution, right? Why are you using uh, a phone app? Why do you have a new CRM? Why do you have this new technology? Because that's where the future is. That's got to be the answer to any intelligent insurance company today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you know what's going on with the next generation. Uh, that there's they have not been uh, walking down the street without a phone in their cell phone in their hand, right? I mean. That's just the way way of the world, in um, good, bad, or otherwise. You know, um, they always have that. They always have that phone um, with them, and so that kind of that that kind of the technology that supports that, and all the all the things that go along with that. Um, insurance companies, like other businesses, have to make sure that they adapt to that because that's that's where the world is going, and it's going there really, really quickly. Now, for my last question, I know when you go in and have an initial uh, conversation with an insurance company, with a potential client, uh, you want to present the broad answer. You want to focus in on what their needs are, help tailor your your package and your, and your solutions to fit the needs that they have. This is completely against any business model that you would ever do, but I'm curious for you, Dino Carbone, what is the one piece of technology that if you had to make that the only part of your presentation to a new client, you would say this thing is what you have to focus on before anything else. What's the one piece of technology? Yeah, it's the ability to connect in, in my space. It's the ability to connect the, the payroll companies, the human capital management companies uh, with an insurance carrier and with the agent that's dealing with the business owner who's their ultimate, you know, the, the, it's the ultimate goal of, of each one of those components. And how do you use technology to pull all of that together? And that, that's the world that I live in right now. It, can, it combines all of those players um, in the acquisition um, of, of insurance, and it pulls all of those players together so that they can work together to bring the best situation and the best outcome to the ultimate client, which is, all of, uh, which is the same for all of them, and that's the business owner to be able to manage that whole process. Well, uh, in having an opportunity to talk to you today, and when I knew we were going to be talking about insurance a little bit, I was reminded of something my grandfather used to say, and that was, knocking on wood is not an insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of anecdotes about the insurance world. As, even though it's not necessarily a funny industry, there's, just, there's a lot of folks out there that, that have a funny way of, t of looking at it. Well, I have to say, of all the conversations I've had in my life about insurance, this has been the least stressful. So thank you for that. I feel, I literally, I feel a little bit better about it than I did when we started talking. I, insurance just makes me itchy. It really <laughs> does. Well, that's all a good thing. Sean gives gives people some comfort that, you know, technology and some of the things that are going on out there could actually be for the benefit of, uh, of everyone else. So I'm, I'm glad you 
I'm glad you kind of are heading in that direction. I do feel a little more relaxed. Not completely relaxed, <laughs> but a little more. And any improvement is improvement. Absolutely. Today, I've had the pleasure of having a conversation with the Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Smart Pace Solutions, Dino Carbo. Dino, thanks so much for taking the time today. I certainly look forward to having another chance to talk to you again in the future. Great. Thanks, Sean. Really appreciated it myself. You have a good one, buddy. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.